Corona Chronicle session 16 with Chris Dimmick. And Chris Dimmick is a great friend, somebody I have been so fortunate to receive support from and uh, to call a friend for the past few years. And he's just so filled with positivity and great knowledge and advice. I knew he would shed some of that that positivity, shine some light on you guys, uh, spread that knowledge with you today. And he did that really well. So before we get into that chat, I want to let you know that this session today, this Corona session today is brought to you by Seasoned App. Seasoned App is an app built exclusively for the service industry to unite community. And they're putting out some great information out there right now around coronavirus. So there's so much information out there uh, circulating within online communities. Uh, You don't really know what to listen to, what to pay attention to, which advice is good, which advice is bad. Uh, They've been doing a great job filtering that advice over there at the seasoned app. And uh, they've seen the hard work I'm doing and trying to share these stories and this knowledge. And they just want to get behind uh, my hard work. And I just couldn't thank them enough for the support in helping me help you guys. So with that said, head over to season.co and that's coco.com slash unstoppable. It's available both on iOS and Android. Thank you, seasoned app. And here's our conversation with Chris Dimmick. It's a good one. Uh, enjoy it. We got Chris Dimmick on the line. Chris, my man, how are you? Uh, remotely unstoppable. Remotely unstoppable. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing bringing back the whole are you feeling unstoppable thing, but I feel like considering <laughs> everything, I don't hey, want to be hey. over the top. <laughs> If we were unstoppable before, we're certainly still unstoppable. Yeah. Oh, good. So, man, you were one of the people that came to my mind first when, um, of of those, I need to make an example of just like the level of like just tragedy, like your story. So, for the record, um, Chris Dimmick is somebody who's been supporting the restaurant unstoppable mission for years now. Um, even to the point where like, like what you were so supportive of what I was trying to do with the restaurant unstoppable that I was almost like weary of you before I knew you. I was like, who is this guy? He's way too friendly. He's way too generous. Uh, something's got to be off here. And the truth of the matter is you're just a really great person who just wants to give and see other people be successful. And uh, I've been trying to get you on the show now for like a year, but I, I'm recording on site. I just haven't been, I just haven't had time. We, I drove through for a little bit, but we, the timing just wasn't right. And I, I didn't want this to be the first time I got you on the show. Um, but I'm sorry. I'm happy to have you on the show, but I'm sorry it's under these circumstances. I guess I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's, it's it's all good. Thanks for the kind words, Eric. Uh, we've just been big fans of what you've been doing from darn near the beginning. Uh, I think episode seven was when I first That's caught crazy. on to what you were up to. And uh, yeah, we've that been big fans, and big supporters. And- it was a long time ago, um, but we we found value in what you're bringing to the market, what you're bringing to the industry for a long time, and, and happy to call you a friend at this point, and happy to finally be able to contribute a little bit, hopefully, and add some value. Yeah, so why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit more about your situation. Um, you're out there in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, you've been consulting, coaching, uh, uh, developing a, a operating group. And your dream has kindly has had finally come to fruition. Literally, like the week coronavirus landed in California yeah. or uh, yeah. Washington. So take it from there. Yeah. So we're a little unique in that uh, our parent company, the Idea Collective, uh, has been in business for twelve years, and we do hospitality, concept design, and development. 
uh, as consultants on the national level, now a global level. Um, but we've been in Dayton, Ohio now for about three and a half years and have started our own restaurant group um, with our own concepts uh, that we own and operate. And, um, you know, it just so happened that uh, after a, a long journey, we finally got our first concept open, Tender Mercy, uh, which is a full service cocktail lounge and, and bar um, in a basement of a property in an urban core in downtown Dayton. And, uh, you know, we got open, did our grand opening on Thursday, and by Sunday, uh, the state of Ohio and Governor DeWine, rightly so, uh, mandated that all bars and restaurants shut down. Okay, and stop right there. So, stop right there. Yeah, what, yeah. What was going through your mind, your heart? I mean, you guys poured so much into this, like, you know, making this come to, to fruition and then to have everything pulled out from underneath you, all that hard work, all for, you know what I mean? Like what was, how I can't even wrap my mind around that. Like what was going on? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, my wife joked to me the next day in my response, at least what I represented on my face, <laughs> you know, we, we anticipated that something was going to happen. Um, Ohio has been at the kind of the forefront of uh, social uh, distancing and and was one of the first states to mandate um, the closure of bars and restaurants. So we weren't surprised that it happened. Um, just like anything else in hospitality, you know, we we roll with the punches, right? Um, shit is always going to go wrong. Uh, the difference is how you respond to the adversity. Um, if, if, if that's something that goes wrong in service with a guest or if it's the governor shutting down your business yeah. <laughs> three days of the operation. It's, it's really just a matter of scale difference. So, um, and, you know, side, side note, got- side note, uh, Ohio's crushing it right now, as far as not spreading the disease, they're, they're probably one of the smallest, uh, there's a decent population in Ohio between Cleveland and uh, Columbus and, and Cincinnati and, uh, Dayton. There's some urban settings there. There's 168 active cases right now, which is pretty low compared right. to, so you guys are, maybe we should just be following the state of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, without, without the federal leadership at the top mandating these things, you've seen a lot of governors and, and, and states and even municipalities take leadership over some of these decisions. And we, we fully support what governor DeWine decided to do when he decided to do it um, because it needs to be done. Um, so, you know, really internally what we're talking about is, we're making lemonade with, with the situation. And, um, literally there's a lot of stuff. Aren't you like making some kind of drinks over there? Like is, is, is lemonade on the menu? <laughs> Spiked lemonade? Uh, not yet. We'll, we'll probably have a signature cocktail in our draft system. Uh, when we reopen that that is more on the nose specifically around lemonade, but, but no, I mean, there, there's, there's plenty to do, right? Um, you know, our first priority always is our team and our people. Um, that is what the, the only lens through which we drive all of our business. Okay. So what does, is what's best for us. What does making them a priority look like? Paint that picture so we can recreate it in our, in our own business. Well, the first thing we did uh, about 10 minutes after the mandate came across on Sunday uh, was email the team and say, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. Here is the link to a, apply for unemployment. 
Uh, here is our internal communication channel on Slack and on, on uh, our scheduling platforms where uh, we can all share opportunities for part-time work and, and some other things. Um, we consulted with our CPAs and our legal teams around a lot of strategies, one of which was, you know, can we encourage our team to go out and support in the community and put in time and effort for nonprofits at the Dayton Food Bank uh, is the first one that came to mind. Um, so we offered our employees $10 an hour that we would pay them to go volunteer for the food bank. Um, that's a tax write-off, that's a charitable contribution. Um, so at the end of the day, yes, we're going out of pocket, but we're giving our team an opportunity to still earn a couple bucks in the interim while also doing some good work in the community. Um, so those are some of the things that we're, we've done. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we can't help all 22 of our new employees and, and team members that we hired uh, with fully subsidized, um, you know, income. Uh, but what we can do is, is, is help share opportunities for part-time work, um, give them opportunities to volunteer and get paid at the same time, and also turn on some other revenue channels that we uh, might have had in our plans long-term uh, that we weren't necessarily doing on the front side of, uh, you know, being in business for three official days uh, that we're doing now. So we got really loud on social media. And we said, hey, let's, let's sell gift cards. You've had a number of guests so far that have kind of turned on the gift card thing. Um, we did that immediately. Uh, then all proceeds from that go to subsidizing uh, our team and, and making sure that they're financially stable through this process. Um, we, we launched the gift card thing and we added a 19% boost in value. So that everyone who bought a gift card online got an extra 19 points on top let's, so they can redeem uh, when we're back up uh, and running. I love what you're getting us. I love what you're giving us. I want to dissect a little bit of it. Um, real quick on Slack. Well, I think this is something we can do. You guys are uh, trying to share uh, opportunities for other forms of, of employment. What are those conversations look like? How can we recreate this in our own business? Yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, we, you know, within our culture, uh, it's all about communication and transparency. And, and so we put something out and just said, Hey, if anyone uh, comes across opportunities in the interim, that are you know part time or full time or short term or long term, share them within yeah. this channel so that other people can apply. And what um, kind of uh, opportunities are, a, are are popping up? Sorry to interrupt, Chris. Like what things are you seeing? So maybe we can that'd be a good starting place in other places. Maybe we haven't thought of looking for uh, these opportunities. Sure, sure. So the food bank, of course, is one. They're doing a lot of work to distribute food, uh, specifically to the elderly community here in Dayton, Ohio. Um, and so they were looking for volunteers and, and we decided we'd pay our team to do that. Um, Amazon has a distribution center here in Dayton, Ohio. Um, obviously they have a high demand for new, new staff and new employees, uh, to drive their delivery trucks. Um, Domino's pizza, you know, there are a lot of, you know, kind of big corporate, um, entities out there that are looking for new staff to be able to fill the demand. And so, we just kind of aggregated those opportunities within our communication channels. Um, I think I've got about six folks that 
have uh, been hired by Amazon to make $16 an hour while driving their trucks. That's awesome. Uh, to deliver uh, the necessities through this demand. And, you know, the great thing um, about some of these bigger corporations um, that we're kind of driving our people towards is that, you know, they can absorb the cost of onboarding uh, a, a short-term employee to meet their demand. Yeah. Um, these are corporations that have high levels of demand now for new staff and um, they're not going to really hurt in six or eight or 12 or 16 weeks, however long this takes. Um, when, when our team decides they want to come back and, and work for tender mercy again. Yeah. So um, those are, those are things that just kind of fit into the mix pretty well that we've been supporting. And, and um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're checking in with the staff on a, on a nightly basis on a, you know, every other day basis to make sure that their financial needs are met and making sure that, you know, their applications for unemployment are going through and if they have any snags with that, how can we help and, you know, have you applied for these jobs and so on and so forth. So, you know, to me on a cultural level, it's all about going above and beyond. It's one thing to obviously say, Hey, you know, shit's going crazy. Obviously we're shut down. Um, good luck. And, and it's a whole nother thing to lean in and say, how can we help? And, and how can we create an environment where um, we're, we're constantly nurturing those relationships with our team and making sure that they have the opportunities and the support that they need? Yeah, and I think you're probably almost home right now, and uh, I know that we're going to try to squeeze this in during your drive. So I want to obviously leave time to talk about the the one other thing that has really impressed me with what you guys are doing is uh, focusing on this uh, delivering drinks. Um, so take it from there, uh, kind of cue you up to kind of take us through what that looks like and how you can share best practices. Yeah, so uh, legally in Ohio, um, most businesses, restaurants, bars can um, offer beer and wine um, for off-premise consumption. Um, not all states are that way, um, but uh, you know we we were sitting on inventory, obviously, and and so it took us about a day and a half to get you know product shots and descriptors up and. Um, you know, activate the online ordering piece of our point of sale with toast to be able to offer uh, beer and wine to go. And what, what and so uh, we, online feature is that does, is toast working with? I'm just kind of curious, trying to get recommendation specific uh, companies out there that are, are being useful during this time. Yeah. So toast has a online ordering um, platform that you can, it's kind of an add on, right? So you can pay, you know, a couple extra bucks a month to be able to have a plugin that can go into your website with a link and you can sell things online. Um, so what we did was we reached out to Toast and they were already kind of working on it and ahead of it, but they're offering, I, I believe it's 90 days of, of this service free. Um, so we're not actually paying for the add-on, um, but you can put your inventory online and you can sell it online. You can process the transaction online. And what we did was we set up, uh, you know, pickup times Fridays and Saturdays um, so that people can make an order online. They can swing through the parking lot. We can meet them out there with our gloves on and drop their bag in their trunk and they're good to go. Um, and so we're, we're selling through our beer and our wine and, and, uh, some of our other things, we, we launched the merchandise uh, line as well, something we would have done down the line that we prioritize now 
really all we're trying to do is, is uh, build up a war chest of funds and give people as many opportunities to support the business and to buy goods, uh, to buy gift cards for future goods and services so that we can kind of take that war chest and democratically distribute it, you know, across our team and make sure that, you know, whenever we get through this, um, you know, all of our employees are still our employees and we're ready to rock and roll as soon as this thing's done. Yeah. So regarding this drink program that you guys got going on, how are you promoting it? Are you just getting on social? Um, any like operational system things we need to consider for, if we want to kind of follow suit, if this is an option in our state? Yeah. Um, it's all, I mean, for us, it's been all social media. I mean, we, we've prioritized social media and the reach, um, from day one, uh, which was only 60 days ago. Uh, so we've got a really good traction in the community from that standpoint. Um, every time we launch a new program through this process, uh, or a new opportunity for people to support our business, we boost that on social media. We spend five or 10 or 20 or 40 or 50 bucks to get that out in space. And, um, you know, I think that's, it's a really dynamic opportunity. I, I feel like a lot of people don't, a lot of operators don't trust social media with the Facebook and the Instagram boost. Um, but I can say from experience, not only now, but, but in the past that it's worth, it's worth a couple bucks. Um, especially compared to what our alternatives are with direct mail and some of the old kind of archaic opportunities we had from marketing, you know, avenues. So we lean into social, you know, um, our team happens to be very, very well versed in content creation. Um, and they're, they're incredible. Um, and so they're adding value and justifying the, the money that they're still making on payroll to do this stuff. And, you know, today we just spent about eight hours with our leadership team just creating content. That, what does this content uh, look like? Give me an example of a piece of content you created. Well, today uh, we shot, <laughs> not to blow it before we release it, but today we worked on something inspired by Cribs, MTV Cribs episodes. Nice. Uh, you know, we're in, we're in a new venue. So um, our maitre d' Sabrina our beverage director, Brandon, and our SOM and general manager, Lauren, um, and the rest of the ownership team spent all day shooting a Cribs episode. Nice. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're new to the market, and a lot of people are following our social media platforms and whatnot that still haven't even been into the, into the bar yet. So we thought, well, why don't we create some really cool, engaging content with the time that we have um, and let's get it out in space. And so we're having fun with it. You know, we're, we're doing the best you can do. Just make the most of what you have, right? That's right. You know, you, there's there's so much talk and there's so much buzz and there's so much, so many opinions and ideas. And I heard this and I heard that and we're going to get shut down for this long and you know whatever. We don't we don't subscribe to any of that. Um, we can't control any of that. So we focus on what we can control. Um, and that's getting together every day, spending time together, being creative together, creating cool stuff together. Um, you know, if it's, if it's dialing in your opening checklist for your host stand, right. Or if it's creating social media content, that's going to be relevant tomorrow or six weeks from now, 
you can do that. Um, and so we're just trying to maximize our time and, and do some stuff that, that, uh, that matters and, and that has value and, and staying busy and just focusing on what we can control. Now I'm just a little curious. Are you, are you profitable off this drink program or are you just trying to stay afloat? Cause some people are saying we're trying to make a profit. Other people are saying we're just trying to slow the bleeding, uh, and to stay afloat and break even where, what's your take on that? Where do you guys stand? I mean, it's nobody's profitable in day two or three of, of launching these programs. Right. Um, we are obviously not selling things at full retail, we have perishable inventory that we're trying to get rid of that we're heavily discounting. We're also selling beer and wine that we could sit on for months. Um, but the margins change, right? We're competing against retail and grocery stores at this point um, on the beer and wine side specifically. So, um, you know, it's not so much about are we profitable? It's more about can we drive revenue enough to keep the lights on and to keep the team and the individuals paid. Um, when that, when that shifts, when that lens shifts from driving profit to can we generate enough to cover X amount of overhead in, in salaries or in hourly, uh, compensation, it's a different story. Right. Um, and then I would say that another big piece of that is what does the community need? Right. Um, my sister who owns restaurants in California has turned her new pizza restaurant that opened on the same day that tender mercy opened on, by the way, I know it's crazy. Um, her, her second location, she's basically turned into, um, you know, like a bodega where, you know, they're, they're selling pizzas and beers and wines to go, but they're also providing, um, you know, toilet paper and milk and some, uh, groceries and, and produce, uh, that they're delivering with their staff. And, and so you're seeing a lot of that happen um, in other markets as well, especially as you consider the fact that sooner than later, we it's very likely it's within the realm of possibility that, that grocery stores get shut down, yeah. um, that, that certain outlets get shut down. And that just creates opportunity because, of course, we have relationships and accounts with the broadliners. And so, you know, I guess ultimately, if I had to sum it up, it's, you know, how do you add value? Yeah. How do you add value to your, to your team, to your individuals, to your staff? How do you add value to your community? And everything is changing all day, every day, uh, through this process. There are no rules for this shit. So, you know, have an open mind, be willing to take a chance. Um, you know, you can sit at home and, and cover your eyes and your ears and hope for the best, or you can, get out ahead of it and try to compete in the market with what you've got. And that's kind of the, that's the spirit of making lemonade. Uh, that's what we're doing. I love it, man. And like I said, um, I've been looking forward to getting you on the show. I'm sorry. It was, um, not with the episode that started with Chris Dimmick. Are you feeling unstoppable today? Uh, but we will get that time. You'll, you'll get your moment to share your life story. And, uh, and just thank you for taking the time to share your best practices, your positive energy. And my thoughts are with you and your team, my man. Hey, we'll get there, man. Keep up the good work. We all need it. We love it. Um, none of us can survive without coming together. So yes, uh, your mission is, is more relevant and prescient than ever. 
and uh, happy to be a part of contributing to it. Thank, Thank you. you so much. My pleasure, brother. Thank you. And uh, Chris, real quick before I let you go, why don't you let uh, the listeners know um, how we can connect with you if we have any questions about what you shared. Uh, you, may, you do have a consultancy and maybe you guys are generating some revenue over there. Uh, anyway, I can support. Let us know how to connect. Yeah. Um, send me an email directly at chris at theideacollective.co. Uh, there's no M on that. Uh, you know, we have a, a rising tide mentality. So whatever we can do to support, uh, we're, we're an open book. Um, and you can check out Tender Mercy at tendermercy.com. And uh, yeah, reach out. All right, We're man. all ears. And uh, if you guys head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RCP, I'll link to those uh, contact uh, link, uh, the, uh, Chris's contact into the links to his businesses over there. And again, Chris, thank you so much. Peace out, brother. Absolutely. Keep up. All right. Thank you again to Chris Dimmick for taking the time to join us. He's been uh, in my corner for a long time, and now uh, he's in your corner to sharing some knowledge and great advice around how he's tackling this. I think the big things to take away from my chat with Chris is this idea that, listen, all you can control is all you can control. So focus on what you can control. Uh, don't get caught up on the things you can't control. Don't let your mind get consumed by the things you can't control. Take care of the people that are right immediately in front of you, whether that's your employees or your guests or your community. With If, if it's your employees, helping them find new work, uh, helping them uh, get signed up for unemployment, or maybe helping them continue to work with you, finding creative ways to keep them busy and keeping them on staff. Focus on those sort of things. Focus on the things that your business has needed for some time now that you just haven't had time to focus on those things. Uh, you know, all you can control is what you can control. So, so just know what you can control. And I think if you do that, if you if you keep your head down and you, you focus on saying positive, it might even help with your mental uh, health. Don't let what you can't control overwhelm and swell your mind because it's just pointless. And I think that kind of came through in today's conversation. With that said, uh, again, I got to give a quick shout out to our, our friends over at Seasoned App. Uh, you don't always need a job till you need a job. You don't always need an employee until you need an employee, but you always need community and we need community more than ever right now. And luckily, Seasoned has all of that. So again, special thanks to Seasoned. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about Seasoned, head over to www.seasoned.co that's not calm that's co slash unstoppable get signed up learn more about that community and special thanks to Chris Dimmick and guys I'm looking for people to make an example of so if there's somebody who's a ray, a ray of light in your community who is getting out there and, and doing what we discussed in today's episode grinding serving uh, getting creative put them on my radar so I can share their creativity with you and so we can get creative together around this and pull in the same direction and get through this thing uh, united and aligned all right talk to you in a couple hours peace